0: Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, and thanks for joining me today as I strive to inspire, encourage, and accompany you as I share food for the head, heart, hands, and feet so we can grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, help each of us discover the life God created us for, a life of purpose, peace, and abundance. Our food for the head this week comes from St. John Almond and he says, to use this life well is the pathway through death to everlasting life. I think this is such an appropriate quote for us to be pondering upon especially as we're in the midst of this Lenten journey and to use this life well and That's the essence of what Lent should be all about for us. How well are we using this grace-filled and holy season? It's a season of opportunity because we are in union with the entire body of Christ on this Lenten journey. And that's where the greatest power lies during this Lenten season. It doesn't lie in what resolutions we make, but rather that we make them and then we do our best to live them out. Because by attempting to do that, our prayers that we're offering everyone, everywhere, they're accompanied by sacrifice. And it's prayer with sacrifice that truly, brings about the miracles that we're searching for. In fact, so often we forget that we offer a prayer and then we're not willing to make a sacrifice of any sort in order to try and bring that prayer to fruition, to bring that prayer into the reality in which we want to see it. And it's not that God's asking us to put in quarters by, you know, making sacrifices. You know into the vending machine so then we get to pull the lever and we get the you know whatever it is the answer to our prayer that we want. That's not what's going on. Rather it's about the fact of us being in union with God's will for that prayer and by our offering of our sacrifice then we're able to help bring it about and that's the whole purpose of Lent. The whole purpose of Lent, as I think I shared last week, is to come to having the heart of Jesus, a pure and sacrificial heart. And that's how our fasting and our prayer and our almsgiving are able to help transform us. We're setting the conditions, we're creating the environment in which the Holy Spirit, in which God can work in our lives. So the question that St. John Almond places before us is, you know, are we using this life well? Are we using this Lent well? Because it's through this life that we will journey through death into everlasting life. But how well are we preparing? How well are we using this great season in order to bring about that transformation? So I know for me, for example, um, I you know set my Lenten resolutions and then I was kind of sliding a little bit. I was making allowances for myself, you know, going, oh, no, you know, you're still in, you know, you're still adhering to your resolution. And, you know, you don't have to be that strict. Um, And I call myself because I'm going, how much do I love Jesus? Am I not even willing to love Jesus enough that I'm going to adhere to the spirit of what I made my Lenten resolution to be? Am I going to allow myself, you know, so for example, uh, you know, if I was giving up sweets for Lent, am I going to eat that one piece of chocolate on Sunday even though it's permitted, even though the intent of my resolution was to be able to sacrifice in union with God so that I could create that sacrificial heart and spirit in, in me, allow him to make that present in my own heart. So it's not about being litigious, but how zealous are we? How much are we striving to the best of our abilities? And yes, all of us are going to have those moments. All of us are going to be struggling and it's going to be like, you know, so using the sweets as an example where that one little bit of chocolate, you know, that one little bite of cake, you know, on a Sunday, you know, that, that, that gives us great joy. And God's not going to sit there and go, oh, you know, your luncheon resolution, you failed. That's not how it works. So we need to be mindful of how zealous are we in our pursuit of using this Lent well, because it is through which we pass from death into everlasting life. Our food for the heart comes from Blessed Anne Catherine Emeritt. And she says, every pious desire, every good thought, every charitable work, inspired by the love of Jesus contributes to the perfection of the whole body of the faithful. A person who does nothing more than lovingly pray to God for his brethren participates in the great work of saving souls. This goes back to the idea that I was sharing about the reason why Lent is such a powerfully transformative time is because we're in union With our brothers and sisters in Christ, on Fridays the church, you know, admonishes, you know, asks us (laughs) to adhere to the practice of abstinence of giving up meat on Fridays as our sacrifice, and we're all making that same sacrifice together and when we all are making the same sacrifice, then we're all in union together. And that's where the power comes from. Unity is power. And when we bring that unity to bear in our prayer life, in which every pious desire, good thought, charitable work that's inspired by the love of Jesus, contributes to the perfection of the whole body of the faithful. So the idea that we can lovingly pray for our brothers and sisters, and that is how we can participate in the saving of souls is such a great solace for me because sometimes I'm not able to do anything else. And our world kind of disparages prayer and looks down upon it, and it's just like, oh, you're just praying. Or we even ourselves in our language, I, I just did right there, I can only pray. But the reality is, is that our prayer is so efficacious when it's done in union with love of Jesus, because Jesus loves everyone. How do we know this? Because He gave Himself, offered Himself up on the cross for every single person who is willing to say yes and receive the graces that came from that sacrifice. He did it out of love. That's why Lent, our goal is to have that pure and sacrificial heart of Jesus for us to become pure like He is, for us to sacrifice ourselves, to pour ourselves out for someone else. And when we do all of these things, when every desire, good thought, every charitable work is being inspired by our love of Jesus, then it helps bring about, it's efficacious, it affects the perfection of the whole body of the faithful. So the reality is, is that our prayers, especially during this Lenten time, even if we're sick, even if we can't get out, even if we can do nothing else, it's to do all by praying, to be offering prayer. And then when we add that sacrifice, And all of us can make sacrifices. Remember, a sacrifice is anything that you do not like, did not choose, cannot change, and do not understand. I know all of us can think right now of at least five if not ten different things that we do not like, did not choose, cannot change, and don't understand. But when we accept those things and we offer them up in union with and out of love for Jesus, we can bring about the perfection of our brothers and sisters, the whole body of the faithful, and we can save souls. back. Our food for the hands is from St. Augustine in which he tells us charity is no substitute for justice withheld. Charity is no substitute for justice withheld. The reality is that true charity, true love, is not possible without justice. Justice is simply about giving a person what is their due. And we sometimes get all wrapped up in, you owe me this or that, but the reality is is that every person is due their dignity and respect at a minimum. And this is because they've been created the image and likeness of our Heavenly Father. But we also need to give people their due in what is necessary for them to live in the ability that we can provide it. So for example, this goes back to the idea that if someone comes to you, you know, and this comes from the gospel. If someone comes to you and, you know, they're desire or they're in need of food and you turn them away without serving their bodily needs and, you know, kind of sending them off on their way with good wishes, you know, oh, I'll pray for you, but they're starving and we neglect to give them food. If it is within our capacity to do so, then we are withholding justice and we're truly not loving. And we need to not get caught up on the other side of the spectrum of where we're so focused upon serving bodily needs that we forget that what we truly have to share is the good news, which is food for everlasting life. It's food that will always be able to sustain people. It's not an either-or, it's a both-and. And And St. Augustine's quote reminds us of this when he tells us that charity is no substitute for justice withheld. And we have to be mindful of this. So we need to be making sure that as we love, that we don't use, oh, I love them, but then that justifies in our mind that we can deny them for example, if you're an employer, a just wage or that it justifies because I have a beautiful shower that I can take a long hot shower um, and you know utilize up natural resources that someone else needs. Even if we don't see the need, the reality is that we should only be utilizing what it is that we truly need versus what it is that we want. So we need to be making sure that we're being mindful of giving others what is their due, of exercising justice as well as love, and that will help us be able to truly enter into this season of Lent and do almsgiving as we should. Almsgiving isn't simply just doing good works for others, rather Almsgiving, as I shared last time, is about a new way of offering ourselves to others out of love. In which, through our fasting and our prayer, we are able to, when we encounter others, be able to share God's love and mercy with them in a profoundly new way. Because God has transformed us. And is using us as his instrument to do that. So as we go about our almsgiving this Lenten season, remember charity is no substitute for justice withheld. Food for the feet comes from one of my favorite saints, Saint Maximilian Kolbe. He tells us, be a Catholic. When you kneel before an altar, do it in such a way that others may be able to recognize that you know before whom you kneel. This holy season is a wonderful time for us to be more attentive to all the small things. What do I mean by small things? I mean those things that we do so often without even thinking about them. So like making the sign of the cross as we begin to pray uh, before we do a meal blessing. Or when we bless ourselves with holy water when we enter into a holy space. Or genuflecting before entering into our aisle and taking our seat at mass. Or coming and kneeling before an altar. Or how we're standing in line as we prepare ourselves to receive Holy Communion. Because we have to be mindful that each of our bodily postures and gestures reflect the interiorness of our hearts. And the same way is that the interiorness of our hearts is impacted by our bodily movements and gestures too. We have to remember that if we hurriedly make a sign of the cross and we rush through a prayer, then our interior heart is impacted. It's in a rush as well. So, however it is that we are entering into Mass, for example, Our goal is to be fully conscious and actively participating. To be mindful of each of our gestures. To be mindful of our prayerfulness. Now, we can take this to the other extreme and be so concerned that we're doing everything quote, the right way. That we get absorbed in ourselves versus preparing ourselves more fully to be able to enter into union with God, to be able to enter into prayer in union with our brothers and sisters and come before God. So we need to make sure that we're not going to the extreme and becoming so self-conscious or so concerned about what we're doing that we neglect the interiorness and the prayerfulness that we should be about. But nor should we be completely negligent about how it is that we are approaching For example, Holy Communion or how it is that we're participating in the Mass. And we need to be walking the both and again. We need to be conscious of how it is that we go about these most simple gestures that have such profound meaning. But we also need to be not so conscious of the gestures that we negate for ourselves the ability to be open to the depths of the meaning that is present. So, in this Lenten season, take an opportunity to examine your bodily postures and gestures, especially in the presence of God. And be mindful of when you kneel before the altar, strive to do it in such a way that others may recognize in you, that you know before whom you kneel. So what might be some daily resolutions or some resolutions that you can take from our conversation today? One might be to strive to be attentive to your Lenten resolutions as much as possible so that you truly can be using this Lent well. Or, it could be being attentive and making a commitment to be offering every good thought, every desire, every work that you do for the whole body of Christ, to be able to pray and sacrifice so, being attentive, make a resolution perhaps, that with each prayer, you try to make a sacrifice. And it has to. It doesn't have to be large. It can be something just very simple of anything that you do not like, did not choose, cannot change, and do not understand. That can be added to your prayer to make it more efficacious. Another resolution might be to be attentive to... Making sure that you're attentive to those small things. uh, Those bodily postures and gestures of how it is that we go about when we're in the presence of God. How do we go about being reverent? It could be not just our actions, but also our speech. So those are just a few things that you can keep in mind in order to take these things that we've been talking about and apply them to your daily life. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts, please send them to me at my Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness, on Instagram at Christina Simmons, or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness so we may be able to tell the master of death, not today. Take care and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of Say Yes to Holiness podcast. Um, As I was preparing this, I really was wondering whether or not I should be addressing the whole coronavirus situation, and I realized that, no, it's very important to do that, and in particular, all the many ways that we are all struggling to make sense of it, to be able to do different things, and so what I'm going to do is I'll go ahead and use my newsletter, which I did focus upon um, a little bit on the coronavirus situation, and kind of just break it down and go a little bit deeper. But the biggest thing is that we need to be mindful, that we need to use this time to be able to draw closer to God, to be able to make His priorities our priorities. And His priorities are that we come to know Him more fully, that we come to depend upon and trust His ways more fully. And that's what this situation truly can bring about in our lives if we but say yes. And that goes back to my ministry of what it is that I've been trying to do as I encourage and hopefully inspire and accompany all of us on this journey towards holiness. So, my hope is that this episode will give you some nourishment, will be able to provide you some comfort in the midst of the chaos that seems to be the world right now, straight out of a Tom Clancy novel or a zombie movie. And that we are able to discern ever more rightly how it is that God is calling upon us. To be His love and mercy in a world that so desperately needs it. So, I hope that you enjoy this episode and know of my continued prayers for you and yours during this challenging time.